Hey everyone, Coach Investor here back with Dave Lee for the last part of this three-part series. So in this part, we're going to talk about the genomic revolutions and the ethical aspect of it. And we're also going to have a little look inside of Dave's portfolio. So stay tuned for that. Before I do so, if you like this series, leave it a thumbs up. If you haven't subscribed to this channel, maybe hit that subscribe button as I really, really appreciate it. So without further ado, enjoy the interview. Yeah. Um, now, I know I think we're almost out of time. If, I'm sure I think you have to go in, in, in a couple of, of minutes. So once we ask, the, I think also a highly asked question is about the genomic revolution. I know this is yeah. talked about a lot. What, what are your thoughts on, on that? And also on the, on the ethical side, standpoint of genomic sequencing, genomic editing and, and all of that. Yeah. So two things. One is like, I did a deep dive myself onto genomic editing, CRISPR, um, earlier last year. And I think it's a fascinating area. It's, it's inevitable in terms of its impact. Um, it's just, it's just what it is. It's technology applied, you know, to, to genes and it's just getting better and better and more effective. The applications are mind boggling and the companies who are able to really build products and services around this that are meaningful are going to benefit immensely. I mean, it's, it's a fascinating field. It's definitely one of the big things that will change over the next 10 to 20 years. Um, the question though, is which companies are going to be the big winners, right? I mean, that's like the issue. And um, a lot of the companies have what I call maybe um, narrow ambition goals where they're trying to get through a clinical trial yeah. and they're trying to solve a condition. Um, and a lot of different companies are in different stages of those trials, et cetera. And what I'm looking for is I'm looking for a CEO that has like generational grand ambition and can back it up with the strategy and product excellence and execution, right? Um, all together in one package. And so that's one of the reasons why I, I did a, you know, a deep dive into all their financials, into their presentations, into their technology and all that stuff. But I also tried to listen to as many CEO interviews from the top, you know, uh, genomic biotech companies or CRISPR companies more specifically, trying to look for that special CEO. Right. And I, I, I went through it and I just couldn't find that special CEO, my, at least my first round, mm -hmm. you know? And again, if there's anyone out there who's like, Dave, you missed out, this is the CEO who's the generational, you know, visionary, ambitious person um, in genomic slash, you know, CRISPR, you know, please let me know. DM, direct message me on Twitter. Uh, my DMs are open. Um, so that's kind of the state of it where it's inevitable, but um, I'm not a big fan of saying, oh, let's spread out our, inv our investments into 20 companies. Like, I don't know, usually in these type of innovative fields, usually one company, you know, is able to do something just, just soaks, it, soaks up so much of the market value because they innovate so fast, right? It's about how fast they innovate, but how fast you innovate is really determined to an extent of how fast you need to innovate, yeah. meaning what kind of goals you have that you're forcing, what, there needs to be a forcing function to innovate, right? And um, 
that's what I'm looking for. I'm still looking for it. I'm actually, I, I started this uh, um, prototype website with a developer that on my, in my company, we've worked on it for a couple of months where we're tracking all of ARK Invest's kind of genomic plays, what they're trading, what they're you know, selling and all this stuff. And that helps me to see kind of which companies to look into mm-hmm. more. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's definitely an interesting field. Um, there's ethical questions that are that are super concerning because as the technology grows and you're able to change different parts of your cell chemistry and DNA, et cetera, the problem is, is the, this is how I look at it. The overall problem is we just don't know enough about the human body. And I don't even think we know 0.01% of the human body right now and it's, and what's going on. And when we start to edit genes, we might have this fallacy that we think we know 80% of what's going to happen when we edit genes. But the reality is, fine, maybe we know more, a little bit more. Maybe we know 0.1% of the human body in, in five years. There's a lot of stuff that we don't know and a lot of interactions. The human body is so complex in so many ways. I think actually it's conceivable and possible that we do get up to the point where maybe we do know 99% of the human body. Um, at a certain point in history. And by doing that, we can model all of the effects of every yeah. single change to everything. And then that's a lot, uh, that's a much safer place to be. But then there's another concern is that why wait forever, you know, to that point before you release any of the technologies that could help real life situations. Like for example, people with life-threatening diseases, you know, they will be dying in a few years and they want to take the risk themselves. So why not give the empowerment to the people who are taking those risks to decide for themselves what to do. And that makes sense too. So it's a very complex situation because I think largely due to the fact that there's a lag of these new technologies that are coming up, our ability to completely understand the human body is still many years off. It leads to additional risks. Do we let people take those risks and how do we let those? But then, yeah, I think there does need to be probably some regulation, um, but it needs to be thought out, you know, and whoever invests in this space, you also, I think, need to start thinking about some of these issues as well. Yeah, I think it's like clinical trials as well. It's like a certain group that say, okay, fine, we're, we're fine with, with the risks and then they, they will probably move move forward. Like I get asked this question again, which company is going to be the next in the genomic? I say, I, I have no clue. Like if you want, buy the ARC genomic ETF, Kathy Woods and her team probably know way, way more than, than me. And I think it's, it's, it's a good play if you're not a pro or, or don't have the time to research each and, and every company to enter into, into that, that ETF. Now, regarding this whole human body thing, I saw yesterday Elon's uh, retweet of, of Neuralink mm-hmm. and what they're trying to do there. Um, I, I think it's, it's insane how much much time this this man has and, and on ve- various pr- projects that he's working on do, do you think Neuralink is something that will be public do you think it's something that lots of people will probably engage with in i don't know 10 15 20 years yeah Neuralink also i mean again Neuralink is one of those crazy things i think the more you go into it it's it's the next um possible huge platform that disrupts entire computing and smartphone platforms because if you can have for example you know metaverses virtual realities on a neuralink platform where you access 
all your information and you even interact inside kind of metaverses inside on the Neuralink platform. Mm-hmm. Um, conceptually, you don't need a smartphone, you don't need a computer or anything. Everything goes through that. And whoever controls that platform controls pretty much the world. I mean, there could be regulation, different things, but we've never seen anything to the extent of what conceptually Neuralink can be. And in that sense, yeah, it's, it's mind boggling. Um, there's a time frame issue of how long does this take, right? How fast development? I think no one knows exactly. Um, but Elon Musk, has, it seems like he sees a clear path to this happening mm-hmm. at a certain point. And that's why he's, you know, invested and leading this company himself. Um, so, yeah, I think um, it's definitely, there are so many questions also. I mean, I like to look at this stuff from different angles. There's pros and cons too. And um, you have to look at not everything Elon does is 100% just only pro. There could be cons too. Sure. Um, and yeah, it, it's definitely a fascinating development. I mean, it's a private company. It won't be public for many, many years, right? And they're going to just share their yearly updates or semi-yearly updates and people can follow along. Yeah, may not make makes sense. I think I, I I asked him on Twitter if he sees a clear path in the next ten to twenty years as a communications between humans and and animals. I don't know what 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 can be possible in in that long term. Um, but last couple of things, I think a lot of your viewers are are, are asking. But it's nothing, not something that I'll put on my channel. Is they're asking a lot of people are asking what's your portfolio looking looking uh, at right now. And uh-huh. if, if you're, you're willing to, to write a, a book on your first principles of, of investing and write maybe a commentary or a memoir or something like that, had tons of comments on that. So if you have time, maybe yeah, I'll have yeah. a, a, a thread as well on, on Twitter and all the books of investing that you think are, are interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, on the book issue, it's, there's so many issues that I feel like I, I would want to write a book on. I feel like I. I mean, I just feel like there's so many things that are missing that just aren't being talked about and there aren't books on, you know? And um, because I feel like the whole approach, like almost every single book out there based on traditional investing has started from the wrong place, you know? And so how do you, how do you restart? How do you build an entire kind of foundation on first principles thinking on what, you know, true investing in these innovative breakthrough kind of companies, generational companies are. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I would love to do some writing. I, I mean, books, I love books because I mean, I get so much from them. So I would love to do a series of maybe like 10 books, maybe one book a year or something on different angles and topics on, on investing. Um, we'll see right now, like YouTube takes a lot of time. My personal research takes a lot of time. Family takes a lot of time. And we're trying to travel more. It takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, maybe even hiring a ghostwriter or something, someone who can help me write um, might be an option. Um, I'm tra- getting to parenting. I'm, that's one of my passions of trying to help people rethink parenting from ground up. Yeah, I saw you and tweeted that. Yeah, last so I, I started kind of a channel. I did my first video and um, parenting, everything about parenting is just messed up pretty much in traditional parenting models. School, yeah. <laughs> so crazy what people are doing. Um, so yeah, I want to make, you know, contribution in that area too. Um, in terms of uh, my portfolio, um, I'll go ahead and, you know, I've been meaning to share this stuff. It's not that I don't want to per se, but it's more um, like, 
I'm hesitant to share the exact positions because there's such a um, mentality of just people not researching and just kind of following, following along. Yeah. Yeah. And my whole kind of thing is, you know, it's, I feel like, you know, the, the power and potential of investing is to own it yourself, you know, to discover um, and to find your own kind of angle and to, and to keep track of that angle and to monitor. And, and there's so much, there's, it's, it's almost kind of, uh, destroying the whole essence of investing to me. <laughs> it's just like kind of this follow mentality. But anyways, um, here are some of my positions. Um, there's uh, one or two positions I I can't disclose because I just bought them and um, I don't know how to disclose exactly because um, it's like a small cap stock that it's really risky. I don't even know the full risks. It's I'm starting my research, but um, I'll just list them alphabetical order. Well, actually, this is just the order of on my brokerage. Um, so Alibaba, Google, Amazon, Billy, Billy, um, uh, Churchill Capital, Net Cloudflare, CRISPR, right? Uh, CRSP, Elastic, Elastic Searches, interesting company. Um, I've been following them for a while. Facebook, Fiverr, Illumina, which, man, I don't even <laughs> like Illumina. I don't even know why I still have Illumina. Invitae. JD, Lemonade, uh, Posh, Shopify, IPOE, mm -hmm. um, Square, Tencent, uh, Tesla, and Twitter. Okay. And I carry some GBTC, Grayscale Bitcoin as well mm. in my portfolio. All right. Um, no, so anyways, no. that's just a, a list of, of some of the companies I hold at this yeah. present time. Well, I think yeah. for some that some people that don't know, I think 90, 95% is is in tesla so the others are yeah yeah my va vast slow. majority yeah yeah i mean i just hate taking tax consequences because mm -hmm. my basically my my entire cost base my entire gains is just tax because my cost basis is like one cent of every dollar <laughs> so yeah. it's like i don't want to pay all the taxes and i still think tesla is an amazing company yeah, yeah. now last short question spacex sure. starlink what what do you think is going to happen with that? When and how are they going to IPO it? I know Elon said he wanted to help the retail investor that are invested in Tesla in it. How, how do you see this this going to work? Yeah, SpaceX, amazing. I mean, I'm like one of the most bullish folks on SpaceX, especially Starlink. Starlink. I think yeah. people don't understand what Starlink is doing. Um, I did a di deep dive video uh, a few months ago, and um, the more I look into S Starlink, it's yeah, it's just crazy. I think they could be a trillion dollar company just by itself um, in 10 years or so. But um, yeah, Starlink, um, you know, S SpaceX is going to IPO Starlink. It appears that's the plan right now, but it probably won't happen until Starlink kind of gets more of a steady revenue stream. In order to get a steady revenue stream, they need to deploy more satellites, get more coverage, get more customers. Um, it's still in the early stages. I think this whole year will be kind of, you know, fixing bugs and yeah. rolling stuff out and, and gaining more people. I think next year is going to be a great year for Starlink 2022. It's going to be a year where Starlink really shines. You know, their system is more robust and people just love it. And, you know, you have big traction. And so I would imagine, you know, if, if SpaceX wants to um, IPO Starlink earliest is 2022, 2023 makes sense. I think, mm -hmm. you know, after a year of traction, um, 
who knows? Um, it all depends on, on like why they want to do it or when they want to do it. And um, there's lots of factors. If they do it, Elon Musk has said he wants to give priority to Tesla shareholders. It probably will be similar, my guess, with Airbnb, where they gave priority to uh, Airbnb hosts, mm-hmm. but it was only a certain amount. So they gave it to them at IPO price before, right before IPO, a couple of days mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And they went into this website, they entered the number of shares, what they wanted. And they could only buy, I think it was like, I forget the exact number of shares, maybe $10,000 worth or something. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it could be something similar. It'd be a limited number of shares. I don't think people will be able to buy a yeah, ton of, course, yeah. of, of Starlink, but, and that's unfortunate. Um, I love a way for regular folks to be able to invest in SpaceX right now, because I think there's a lot of people who, who are Elon you know, fans and who understand the vision of SpaceX and they want to be part of that journey, not just for Mars, but they see it's a good investment too. And I think it's unfortunate that people just can't get into SpaceX right now, you know? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm grateful and I'm, and I'm thankful that I was able to get into Tesla when it was at three and a half billion dollar market cap. Um, and that's life-changing, you know, when you can see an opportunity sure. um, that for a low cap company, but now SpaceX it's already probably 60, 70, $80 billion. It's probably going to go up $100, $200 billion in a few years. It's just at a certain point, you don't get that. You miss out on that first 10X yeah. or even the first you know, 20 or 30X. And then you get in so late, it just isn't you know, the same opportunity. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it's also a shame because the retail investors sometimes see that opportunity way before the, the whole institutions see that. And But those institutions go ahead and buy those companies at a super low valuation. I think that's something that should maybe change in the market. I don't know how, but hopefully in the future, this this will change. And I, like you said, I do believe 2023 could be a good year to IPO Starlink, because I think by then, maybe he would want to use it as a cash cow to fund that mission to, to Mars back by then. I think Starships might be flying even uh, more frequently. So it makes sense, but in 2023 valuation, we probably reach already 200, if not more, billion dollars. Right. So I don't want to waste any more of your time because I know you have a busy day. So I just want to thank you very, very much for taking the time to come on. Still have lots of questions, but maybe we can do that again in, in the future. So again, love your channel. I've been following you, I think, for six, seven months right now. Love it, not only just for, for the companies, for the stocks, but just for, for the way of thinking, the vision. I think it's very, very helpful. Few channels do that. So pretty grateful you you managed to, to share that publicly. Awesome, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wish you the best on your channel. I think you've got a lot of hustle and, you know, you're really going after stuff. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's the thing. People underestimate, underrate hustle, just the ability and the, the drive to go after, you know, uh, things. And so, yeah, wish you the best with your channel you. and let's chat again. Yeah, for sure. Thank you very much. Okay. Appreciate it. Have a good day. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Take care.